Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're going to focus literally on that around the world piece here with Paul Salopek, who is walking around the world through a very, really interesting project called Out of Eden Walk. Paul, welcome to the EdCast. Thank you, Matt. Great to be here. So, Paul, a little bit about your story for those who maybe aren't familiar with this. In 2013, as your website on nationalgeographic.org says, a reporter set out to retrace our ancestors' global migration on foot. Paul, the question is why? One one main word, and that's storytelling. Uh, This is a storytelling uh, project. It's really a storytelling experiment in the digital age. The idea, Matt, is to slow down my own uh, storytelling in the hopes that I can slow down readers uh, and, and increase attentiveness. Um, so it's it's combining the oldest form of storytelling, which is the wandering bard or the you know the West African griot, uh, walking from village to village, uh, with the highest tech way to share such immersive um, um, journalism. Yeah, it's really a beautiful marriage of the old and the new. Paul, I bet you people are curious where you started and currently where you're talking to us right now over Skype. Yeah, I started in January 2013 at a remote uh, camp, uh, nomad camp called Hertoburi in the Rift Valley of Ethiopia. Why there? Because the the intellectual map for this uh, years-long multi-continental journey is following the first human diaspora out of the mother continent back in the Pleistocene. And I'm using um, archaeology and anthropology, paleontology and genetics uh, to guide me as I, as I basically rewalk the pathways of our first discovery of the Earth. Hertoburi is the oldest Homo sapiens site known um, and started there. And I've walked over the last four years and about 10,000 kilometers or 6,000 miles to Central Asia. I'm talking to you from my winter camp in Bishkek, the capital of Kyrgyzstan. Wow. Uh, You know, Paul, I bet you a lot of our teachers, parents, uh, educators who are listening to this are curious how your work is not just journalistically being shared, uh, but how it's also being included in the classroom as it relates to Out of Eden Learn through Project Zero here at the Harvard Ed School. Yeah, no matter, this has become an increasingly important part of this project's mission is education and, and, and sharing the learning journey, as you will. I mean, back in the Stone Age, our ancestors walked out of Africa and embarked on what was essentially a journey of cognition, a journey of learning. Um, they adapted to new environments. So, you know, our problem-solving brain um, allowed us to, to live in cold climates, live in dry climates, um, and we're still carrying that Pleistocene brain around with us. Fortunately, um, I have terrific partners, as you mentioned, at Project Zero at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And I bumped into them um, when I was at Harvard myself on a a Neiman Foundation fellowship back in December 2012, preparing uh, for this project, doing research with the anthropologists and archaeologists there at Harvard. And um, Project Zero has created a a global platform uh, for learners across the world Uh, that's funded by the Abundance Foundation, um, and it has more than 20,000 students uh, from 52 countries. Their age goes from 3 to 18. And what do they do? They facilitate cross-cultural inquiry uh, and an exchange among young people across the world, across languages, across uh, borders. Uh, And some of them embark on even these learning journeys. They're encouraged to walk through their neighborhoods, 
and carefully observe their surroundings and record them and share them. Paul, a little bit about the current climate of the world today, especially as uh, so much of the news is coming out of what's happening with new executive orders from President Trump. What has been your interactions with individuals now as a wanderer across the world as it relates to the sort of state of someone who's who's doing something that's sort of the opposite of of staying put and the opposite of, uh, you know, you know, isolationism? No, that's really a, it really is an interesting uh, time to be doing a project like this, right? Which is kind of embracing the spirit of curiosity, um, as well as necessity, of course, that drove our, our ancestors across the world um, on foot over thousands of generations um, to their ultimate sort of the, the last finish line. I forgot to mention, Matt, was that I'm walking through Africa I've walked through Arabia, through um, the Middle East, and and, uh, from Central Asia, I'll be going on to China and Russia and and walking down the New World to Chile, to Tierra del Fuego. That's the last horizon that our species colonized uh, on the continents. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm kind of recreating this ancient migration in a time when there's both enormous numbers of migrants moving across borders today, often for for difficult reasons, right, conflict or, or economics. And at the same time, there's this growing fear of migrants. And I'll give you one quick example. I walked through Turkey and Jordan um, just when the biggest pulse of, of, of people, refugees fleeing the Syrian war, were, were stampeding out of that country. And to be able to literally see the life of this entire nation that is now on foot um, in, in exile, to walk through it, uh, to be one walker among millions of disempowered walkers was a was an extraordinary and eye-opening and sobering um, uh, time of this project that reflects, I hope, in the reporting um, to kind of create um, empathy and to create a, a bridge of understanding between people who might be wary of the other, who might be afraid of outsiders, who might be watching, you know, TV news and 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 seeing portrayals of, of, of people who, who are driven out of their countries negatively, my project shows, in fact, that they're just like us, obviously, of course. It's a banal observation, but it's true. Uh, and we don't, by and large, have anything to fear, right? I wouldn't be talking to you today if, if, would I, if I were not helped by these people almost every single day of my journey. Yeah, it's nice to, to have that empathy component, but also the generosity of being a, a visitor in a strange land and, and being welcomed in such a hospitable way. Paul, a little bit about um, what's next for you. Obviously, the continuing on with the walk, but there's all sorts of new posts coming out, uh, new learnings through Out of Eden, Learn uh, through Project Zero. And then also, from what I hear, there is a new campaign through Kickstarter that you're doing um, some really cool things with. Do you mind sharing our audience that? Yeah, no, we, uh, I'm basically hunkered again uh, in the winter here in the belly of Asia, waiting for the snows to melt in the Tian Shan. And during this time, I'm keeping busy um, by planning the route ahead through China, but also working with, with uh, Project Zero to think about how we can, you know, uh, expand the, the reach of the education program. It's being translated into Spanish uh, is one example. Um, we're also looking at ways... Um, to get more of the of the learners that I meet along the trail involved and to also have more interactions with the students uh, from all these countries 
um, with the journalism, the project as it's happening in real time. And, and going to your earlier point about kind of breaking down these walls of mistrust and fear, have more of the voices of the people I'm walking with to share with these learners, to share with kids in, in, in Massachusetts or, or you know in India. Um, the people that I walk with are crucial partners. They don't just um, keep me safe and guide me to water wells or, or to, to food, but they have terrific stories to tell on their own. And so we've been, we've been posting more, we've been diversifying the voices of this global project as it should be. And of course, you know, we're, we're funded by, we're, we're a nonprofit um, journalism organization. We're funded by philanthropic grants, but, you know, increasingly this year, um, we're really relying on the support of our readers. So we do have a Kickstarter campaign up and running um, to help us get through uh, China and India, these two massive countries that, you know, together, you know, hold about 36% of the world's population. Paul, uh, in the remaining minutes that we have with you, uh, is there anything that has come as a great surprise to you? Uh, I think when I had been doing research on you, uh, one of the surprises in the in a very unique uh, sort of vertical was the number of hiking shoes that you've gone through thus far on your walk. Is it just two? And, and what are other surprises that people may uh, find interesting from walking literally uh, around the world? Yeah, no, the, the shoe question is an important one. Yeah, of course, that's the foundation. Um, you know, it's actually been closer to four or five. Uh, I've sort of lost track, but still, Matt, that's not bad, right? When no. you talk about 6,000 miles across deserts, across the Hejaz Desert of Saudi Arabia, across the Kizilkum Desert of Uzbekistan, walked over the Caucasus Mountains in the winter. Um, so um, I use uh, pretty good hiking shoes. Um Oh, just Merrells, right? I'll give them a plug. Um, and uh, those seem to have about a thousand miles in each pair. Um, in terms of um, other insights, kind of on the other end of my anatomy, say my head, um, it's been a remarkable um, gift, this project, not just in terms of what I do, which is journalism, which is writing and storytelling, but even for my life. When, when you are engaged day to day, walking from horizon to horizon, it gives your life a linear thrust a linear impulse a direction that's rare in our daily lives even though we might all be making these micro migrations like to and from school or to and from work or commuting we sort of lose touch with kind of a larger arc of journey that our larger lives are taking and what the out of eden walk has done for me and i hope for for our readers and for our learners who are involved with the the Project Zero platform is offer kind of this pretty unique in today's atomized age of atomized information, a pretty unique arc of narrative that goes over the horizon that connects story to story to story so that an environmental story is connected to a culture story that might be connected to a story about conflict, that might be connected to a story about health in ways that used to be subterranean because we, I was just flying around too quickly, hopscotching around the world as an industrial journalist. And now walking, by walking at five kilometers an hour through the stories of our day, the hidden connections that of course are there, everything is connected, right? Even, even more so now than ever in a globalized era. 
walking has exposed those connections and that's pretty cool yeah paul what's what i love so much about your work is that it's this slowing down uh philosophy which so many people uh do not adhere to in the day-to-day and it's always how do i get somewhere the quickest it's all about the destination and not the journey and your piece really is about the journey to those who are not going on walks around the world what is a good tip for slowing down in the sort of day-to-day life you know, I think step one is the most obvious one that, that parents might tell their children and that we as, as adults tell ourselves is to turn off our mobile devices for even a few minutes of the day. Um, put them in a desk drawer and go take a walk. Go take a walk around the neighborhood. Um, um, open up um, your senses. Use your body as the main instrument for gathering information for even 20 minutes of your day. Feel the sun on your skin. Smell the smells that you might smell walking through your neighborhood in the morning. Talk to a neighbor. All of these things are very, very old and deeply human, and they're very centering. And then you can go back to turning your machine back on. <laughs> well, Paul, listen, this has been a heartening way to, to start my morning here in Cambridge. And I just want to personally thank you for sharing your messages and especially your story, your longitudinal story about humanity, about the world. Where can people follow you, whether it be through Out of Eden Learn, your Kickstarter, or through your National Geographic blog? Yeah, no, those are three good places to start. The main storytelling page where we have our dispatches, videos, text stories, audio, um, is Out of Eden walk.com um, you can also go to kickstarter and plug in out of eden walk in the name why out of eden i'm talking about the anthropological eden that we all you know migrated out of um, or you can go to out of eden learn um, dot com which was, has a fantastic uh, platform and it's free for for anybody who wishes to join folks i encourage everyone to do so paul thanks so much for taking time to be on the edcast and is it after this is it another interview and then bedtime for you um, after this, it's a, it's, a, it's a strategy session about getting through China and then some writing on a book that I'm working on. Oh, so my gosh. Okay. The, night, the night is young. We'll, we'll have you back when the book's out. Thanks so much, Paul. Okay. Thank you, Matt. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.